Hello and welcome to Book Reviews by Digital Amrit. This episode is about Megan Haskell's The Sanyare Chronicles books 1, 2 and 3, The Last Descendant, The Heir Apparent and The Rebel Apprentice and also the short prequel Pixie Tamer. Let's go through the background storylines of each book and then my thoughts on the series so far. The stories are set in nine different realms similar to that of Norse mythology. And how do you go between the realms? Through portals like the funky magical ones with a smoky exterior and a shimmering outline around a dark center. One of the realms is the human realm which is the USA in the present day. So from dog walkers to cheese and crackers, coffee to refrigerator with water dispensers, denim shorts to modern weaponry, packaged potato crisps to self-service gas station, all of these make a guest appearance here and there. In the other realms there are most kind of beings that you can think of. Dwarfs, check. Gremlins, check. Goblins, check. Elves, multiple checks because there are high elves, dark elves, fire elves. Trolls, yes. Though what came to my mind was the river trolls guarding the bridges in Dora the Explorer. Dwarfs, yes. Demons, yes ma'am. Vampires also referred to as blood she and there are other kinds of she's also like a frost she dragon horse pixies spirits the fates yes there is some greek mythology too and a lot of other types of beings in this entire series each realm is described with meticulous attention to detail take the summer realm for example the beings here are mostly fire she who are able to wield magic using the element of fire of course and then there is a temple for the sun obviously So what kind of climate do we expect in the summer realm? That's right, hot and humid. Preferred style of clothing, thin fabrics stitched in a flowy fashion with flame patterns. Choice of colors for the palace buildings, temple columns, etc. Orange and red, bingo. Intricate designs of tattoos on guards, the queen, the innkeeper of the realm are mostly fire related and they are very beautifully described in the book. So what exactly is the entire series about? So far, all three books and the prequel are about Nuriel's journey, literally in and around these realms. Nuriel starts off as a lowly human changeling, the race which is looked down upon by every other race. She survives an attempt on her life by beings from the forbidden realms, which means Nuriel will be executed for treason by her own king. unless she is able to prove that she is innocent by going to the shadow realms to find out who gave the order the investigation takes her to the forbidden realm and she ventures here with nothing more than last minute advice from her warden her knights pixie friends and a lot of determination if she were to die she would rather go fighting that's who she is at the shadow realm The only person who can give any clue as to the identity of the assassins or their employer accepts clients only by appointments which are booked years in advance. Lucky for her, Prince Daenor, though not considered heir, uses his charms and questionable royalty to get her an audience. But it narrows down the list marginally and doesn't give any further leads. But there is a super awesome fighting at the end of this chapter which brings Daenor and Nuriel closer to each other. Then there is Bregan who is a vampire. He sticks to Nuriel just like a toddler to her mother in front of strangers, but there is something odd about his behavior. The trio go to the messenger headquarters to get any information about the assassins, and that's where Nuriel gets captured. 
she is taken to king erede who is the shadow realm king who decides to have some fun and entertainment with this incident what better way to get back to king odin who is the upper realm king nuriel uses this opportunity and chooses trial by combat the only realistic option in which she might have a fair chance of winning after a spectacular fight with the second best fighter of the shadow realm she emerges the winner second best because denor is the best and he has already made it obvious that he had a crush on her after she is declared the winner she gets a job at the shadow guard about which she's got mixed feelings at the start of the job she has to undergo certain tests in order to find out her magical abilities and that's where she finds out that she can build lot more magic than what she thought was possible before she could find out more she is apprehended by the twin heirs of the shadow realm and one of the twins is an evil twin and more surprises during their meeting nuriel is able to use a different but much more complex kind of magic however she is not able to get out of there with any proof of the assassins or their employer and she feels that everything is lost but there's still one more surprise which is the most powerful being lord garamayne or greg is with the shadow king and is watching for her actions and the book is not over until greg announces her to be his descendant and heir in the second book greg helps her with her magical abilities but does not give her any training in how to use them she fails at almost every magical test and sometimes she craves for the lowly human changeling messenger life that she had at the start of the first book In the meanwhile, Denor at the Shadow Realm has had a promotion of sort. He is an heir in training and the evil twin has been disowned. Okay, good for the realm, good for Denor too. Denor becomes Nuriel's plus one at the ball at the upper realm. That's where there is another attempt on Nuriel's life and she escapes because of Denor's keen eyes and quick reflexes. The evil twin appears at the ball for a few seconds. but makes a solid impression that she is not to be trifled with even though she's been cast out with a snap of her fingers she renders everyone's magical abilities useless and leaves without a trace king odin uses this opportunity to imprison denor this incident triggers a lot of political agitation and greg has to mediate between the realms to avoid an all out war which seems imminent that leaves nuriel to go all by herself one more time to the realms for an investigation which is this time time bound the investigation is all the more important because it is dana's life and future which hangs in balance also she is scared out of her wits this time because her magical powers which she recently discovered have been playing hide and seek ever since she was announced sanyare and she is too proud to tell anyone about this problem counting on her magic to come back to her magically in dire times she goes with her pixie friends to meet the fates from the demon realm she goes to summer realm where she gets a warm welcome but the king and queen of the realm seem to sabotage the investigation thanks to turont denor's trusted mount and regan she escapes the palace with another stunning airborne fight between them and the berongs A mermaid comes to their help and by stalking the evil twin they are a little hopeful of uncovering what she might have been up to an unexpected source gives her the secret ingredient to unlocking her magic she ca- nuriel captures galadir one of the conspirators and also kills the evil twin but the third one remains anonymous impervious to her magical abilities 
at the tribunal of all nine realms, the queen of the autumn realm, who is also Nuriel's great aunt, develops a particular liking to Nuriel. At the tribunal, Greg becomes indisposed and Nuriel, as usual, is not taken seriously by anyone. So Daenor is still a prisoner of the High Court and Galadir is too important to be left to die. So Nuriel makes a run with a beat-up truck with Daenor and Galadir out of reach of the High King. The book ends with Nuriel escaping all of them after a nail-biting car chase fight which has a fitting finale of the mermaid riding the dragon horse to finish off the fight. The third book, The Rebel Apprentice, picks up again with the attempt to escape the army of the High King. After a brief altercation at a gas station where they had to buy liquid gold using gold coins, the crew of the pack truck seek refuge at the Water Realm. The lady, the Water Realm leader perhaps, lets only Nuriel, Daenor, Galadir and Mermaid passage through the secret portal to the Summer Realm. The Queen of the Summer Realm was waiting there and forces Daenor to surrender. Daenor agrees to stay with them at the Summer Realm if Nuriel could go back to her home. Nuriel helps Daenor in finding the truth about his mother. On the way home, a cryptic clue and a shiny trinket come Nuriel's way. Ayostri, the aunt, is at Greg's house nursing him back to health. She also gives quick lessons to Nuriel about herself, Greg, King Odin, King Eride, and political ramifications of an all-out war. Now Nuriel goes to Summer Realm to free Daenor and Turand. Now that she has everyone she cares about safe and close to her, she wants to be prepared for the war which Greg has been trying to avert. She tries to gather support but is unsure. The war finally begins and both sides are fighting with all that they've got. When the upper realm would have almost won, Nuriel turns things around by doing something unprecedented. She sets the souls free from the demon realm, forcing the demon realm guardians to fight beside her. After all, she did ask them nicely, but they refused. Too bad they had to do it the hard way. Summer Realm Queen is the third conspirator and the battle is finally over with her death. Ayostri and Greg are quite proud of Nuriel's fancy way of doing things. And that is the end of book three. Pixie Tamer is a prequel where Nuriel befriends the pixies. It's a short and sweet story. All books have plenty of different kinds of magic, a little politics, a touch of romance, along with a lot of action. Though there are many different kinds of elements present, all of them have been put together so seamlessly that it does not become overwhelming. The number of characters aren't too many, so every time there is a new race or a new element or new character that is introduced or revealed, it only makes it all the more interesting. Nuriel is the protagonist of all three books and the Pixie Tamer, and the books describe her journey and her discoveries about herself, about realms and magic, among other things. She does not come across as an invincible superhero, but as a trained warrior who doesn't run away from a fight. She puts her skills to use effectively and uses her pixie companions as the situation demands. She is not Miss Perfect. She has her share of failures and is determined to learn from those failures and mistakes. She tries hard, sometimes too hard, and doubts her abilities and approach when there is a lot of pressure. She is annoyed when she learns that whatever knowledge she had gained wasn't entirely true and when reality reveals itself, she is taken aback by the stark difference. 
In other times, it is the pure textbook behavior of some kinds of people that baffles her. And compared to the other characters, she's quite young. She feels lost, not knowing where she will fit in. She seems to be a misfit in most realms, and being viewed as human, she could be put down to die or to suffer at the whims of the rulers of these realms. She is frustrated when she is not taken seriously, despite her role as Sanyare, the truth seeker and mediator. She comes across as a person with whom we all can relate. And pixies require a special mention. They are so violent and deadly that they give an unfair advantage to Nuriel over the people she is fighting against. They are efficient in spying and sending messages to people in different realms without being noticed. They are almost invincible with their camouflage ability. Despite all of this, what stands out is their cuteness. It is with their silly conversations and childish demeanor that they lighten the otherwise serious story. The books are fast-paced, packed with plenty of action. The author goes over intricacies of different kinds of armor and each kind of weapon wielded by the characters, especially the pair of kukri blades presented to Nuriel. Action scenes are brought out in so much detail that you can virtually see the fighters' rapid movements to avoid a cut or to block a blow. Even though there is so much fighting, it is not the mindless hack and slash kind. They are very tactical and in response to the opponent's moves. The best part is that it is not gory. The book that I read prior to Sanyari Chronicles was not my liking. So when I started this book, I was a little skeptical. And the first chapter of this book had too many unknowns. Bloodshe, fairy, pixie, changelings, etc. The only changeling I knew was the creature from My Little Pony which was black in color and was a shapeshifter. I didn't know what to think of this book, but the mention of dog walkers on the beach and Pixie's notorious behavior pressed me to read at least one more chapter before I asked for my husband for one more book. And guess what? Chapter 2 had a casual but fitting reference to a song by the Beatles and I immediately knew that this book was going to be well worth my time. I love all the books. The first book is my favorite so far. I'm very impressed by the fascinating style of writing. Creation of the portals described in book 3 is a classic example of this. I could imagine the little pixie holding the paintbrush and drawing the symbols. Wow, it was a sight to behold. Though I do admit I can think of pixies as visually similar to the parrot from Disney's Jake and the Neverland Pirates, cute but deadly. Next to pixies, my favorite characters/species were the different kinds of birds. The one from the autumn realm which is the messenger from Iostree and the spies engaged by King Odin, Hugin and Modin. I also like the fire she and their ability to tame or wield fire. The way Denor did it, beat burning the eyebrows of Bregan at the end or throwing fireballs at Sender. It was so cool. Iostree's magic with the plants and the birds were so cute. I'm hoping that the remaining books would take us to the autumn realm soon. Of course there are a couple of nitpicks here and there. The first is that I can't understand why Nuriel let Bregan accompany her to the innkeeper at the Shadow Realm and be a part of the conversation about assassins. Her mission was supposed to be highly secret and was supposed to put her in danger if anyone else knew it. The second was the description of the water realm and the travel inside to meet the lady and thereafter the mermaid sister. It was the only place where the pace was lost and seemed dragging. About the cover images, 
somehow the violet color of Nuriel's eyes were not brought out and her clothes and armor seemed loose or ill-fitting not the way the armor was described in the books i wish the next set of books would include a bonus section of illustration of the characters i would love to see nuriel with her blades denor use a sword or throw a fireball the pixie with a paintbrush and the whimsical autumn realm thanks megan haskell for these books looking forward to the rest of the series thank you for listening to this episode and as usual We welcome your feedback and comments on the podcast and also on the books. Bye.